Quite on set. Roll camera. Action. Hello and welcome to this very special episode. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. I'm Steve. And I'm Terrell. <laughs> You're Terrell. <laughs> For everyone who doesn't know this, Terrell Christie, great filmmaker. He's our guest today. He's been on the show before. Episode 104, if you want to go check it out, after you check this out, of course. Yeah, thank you for doing this. This is a very exciting time for you. You just uh, released your film, Miles, a Spider-Man fan film, through your uh, mm-hmm. Lost Utopia films. How are you yeah, feeling right now? Yeah, it's very weird because it's like a a really good moment and like a really bad time. Of <laughs> course. Earth, you know? Yeah. So it's... It's very weird, like, you know, sometimes I almost feel guilty, I guess, for, like, feeling really good about this. But, like, it has been a project that I've been working on, you know, for the last few years. So, like, just to have it done and out and people are actually liking it, it's just, it's 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 so weird. But I, I of course, enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. It's, sure. it's super cool. I love, I love, you know, seeing people's different reactions to it and everything. So, I'm just kind of trying to ride that wave as long as I can before the crushing you know, reality of the world. <laughs> of course. But I think the movie does serve as a good escape piece too. You know, it, it is a good mm-hmm. distraction in a way. And it's uh, very representative, I think. And uh, I think it's a great film. And yeah, it, it is tough to, uh, you know, I mean, that's just how it is with uh, everything right now. You know, films are be- being pushed back, pushed back for, you know, the um, COVID. But if a film ever had to do with a, a real life tragedy, you know, like nine eleven, they would push the film back and things like that. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. thankfully, um, I think your film just has a great message and it's just uh, very Thank well you. done, very well done. And Thank you. it's still getting all the attention I think it deserves. And um, like you said, you've been working on this for a few years now. Miles Morales itself, it's, it's a very fascinating character. I remember this mm-hmm. character being created maybe after, I think it was when they were rebooting Spider-Man the second time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people wanted Donald Glover to be cast, and didn't he kind of have inspiration in this uh, character's creation? Do you recall? I'm not sure about inspiration. I know, like, Stan Lee was a really big, you know, person on the side of having him play Spider-Man. Like, he was really excited about that idea. If if I remember right, I think it's after they killed Peter Parker in the uh, Ultimate comic series, that's when they decided to bring in Miles Morales. It was, it was a really cool comic book, too. Just, A, because you actually have... You know, the death of a hero, which is always a really big thing in comics when that happens, regardless if they come back, you know, in a couple months or whatever. <laughs> yeah, somehow, some way. <laughs> yeah, it was just really cool to like, you know, you've had a Peter Parker for all these decades and now suddenly there's a new Spider-Man. His powers are different. Sure. And that kind of, for me as a storyteller, kind of opened things up when I was telling Miles because I wasn't, you know, Peter Parker has like over 50 years of history mm-hmm. to him. And so things are kind of. It's in a box. You can try and do new things with Peter Parker, but you kind of have limits. But Miles Morales, I feel like he still has so many more stories to be told that you can kind of, you know, go off script a little bit with it and still have something that feels true to the character. Exactly. When did you first become a Spider-Man fan? Ooh, I don't remember the exact time. Um, I know it's probably about late 90s. I know the earliest memory of Spider-Man I have is playing the PS1 video game with my uncle. Um, <laughs> cool. Super fun game. I still have it. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, you know, that was. I'd say I was definitely always a Spider-Man fan, but it didn't really happen until the first Tim Raimi movie came out. Because, like, at that point, like, 
you just have never seen it done in real action, live action before. Sure. It was always either animated or comics, but actually being in a theater and see it, I was, <laughs> this is like the next level for me. Well, Steve saw it back in the 70s, right, Steve, when it was a... Uh... <laughs> well, there was a TV show in the 70s, Spider-Man. Oh, and it, I do remember that. It, you might not yeah, want to remember it. <laughs> it's fairly forgettable, but um, it was, uh, you know, it was a product of the time, right? I mean, it was... Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, I was, um, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years old when it came out, and I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. But, you know, you look back at it now, and the coolest thing in the world in 1978 is a little bit different than 2020. So Right. Yeah, I, 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 def- I remember my grandpa showing me, I think it was like that show, um, the Lou Ferrigno, Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was a good show. Just those type of shows. So I think I just kind of blended them all together, but there's definitely, I think, a a quality leap between Hulk and Spider-Man. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. The, the Tobey Maguire films definitely um, made it possible. You know, I think James Cameron wanted to make them or make one like when he was riding that Titanic wave of uh, popularity. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was going to star Leo. I know there's a script out there somewhere, but yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. That's probably why it never happened. Maybe he reused some of that material for Avatar. We we don't know, but I have to get him on the show. You should not be here. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, boy, I never got made. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Spider Man has a character, Terrell. Uh, what what stands out to you about that character and, and the takeaways of that character? Yeah, I think. The thing I love most about Spider-Man, which I think is the thing like everyone will say I love about Spider-Man, is just the fact that he's easily kind of the one you can relate to the most. You know, he's not the strongest in the world that he lives in. Um, he's not the smartest, but he gives it his all for better or worse. And I think especially what I love about his stories is how they show like the cause and effect. Like he'll do something that's good, but because of that, you know, Gwen Stacy dies or mm-hmm. someone else dies, and. I think it's just such like a tragic thing to happen to a character like that essentially is just like a young kid, you know, that's just trying to be good in a world. And something about that has just always really attracted me to Spider-Man. It's like almost every age group could relate to it because, you know, if as an adult, you were once a kid. So you, you can relate to that. And if you're a kid, of course, you're in the moment is all that exactly. too. Yeah. I don't know if uh, an older Peter Parker has been much popular as like, you know, a Peter Parker in his, his high school years, let's say. Has Spider-Man been an adult munch in the comics or has it always been just the kid aspect people like about him? I think that they've uh, really done a nice job blending the two a little bit, but they really focused on him more outside of the Ultimate Universe. Being an adult, I don't know, maybe mid-90s forward, you know, him and Mary Jean got married. Right. They've done a million reboots since, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've kind of flirted with both of it. But I mean, I really think that, you know, that 70s, 80s, 90s, early 90s Spider-Man when he was younger. I mean, that was really a kind of the big boom period for him. Sure. Terrell, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. There's there's not a whole lot of stories that go beyond like, I'd, I'd probably say maybe like his 30s. Um, I might be wrong, but from what I've seen, I haven't seen much that go beyond that. But what's cool is that even at like an older age, I still think people can really relate to Peter Parker. You look at Into the Spider-Verse, you know, that middle-aged joins Miles on his journey. Like, mm-hmm. he's still the same Peter Parker you love, despite, you know, being older, he's a little overweight, not, <laughs> yeah. you know, quite who he used to be. Yeah. Um, 
So like, honestly, I think if you write Peter Parker at any age, I think you can always find a way to make, you know, work. I would agree to that. When Miles uh, Morales was first created, what were your initial thoughts on that character? Were you were you hesitant or were you all all in from the get go? I, w- I don't know if I was all in at first, just because, you know, comics like to th- throw things out mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't really last or fully commit to them. I bought like the big collection book. of I think it's maybe like the first 10 or 12 issues of the Ultimate series. And nice. I was just on board from then on because... It has some similarities to Peter Parker's story, but some things kind of flip on their head and are different. And so it felt like I was, you know, still enjoying a really good Spider-Man comic, but it was still something new. And that was pretty cool. Nice. So when did you know you wanted to make a film about him? Uh, it actually didn't happen until about 2017. And the whole reason it came is I was really into exercising at the time. So I was always just running around my neighborhood. Sure. And uh, I- I'm a big, like, movie soundtrack buff. Um, <laughs> And I, I absolutely love the soundtrack to the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man movie. So I would listen to those while I was running. And uh, I specifically was listening to this track from Spider-Man 2 that they play when Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man again and he goes off to fight Dr. Octopus and all that. I was listening to that track and I was just picturing that music being used to show like Miles Morales like coming into New York. You know, like that Spider-Man has just now appeared. Sure. And like I just couldn't get that idea out of my head. It's just so cool to picture what Miles Morales would be like in that world. And from there, I just kind of always had it in the back of my head. And then and I don't think it was until late 2018 that I actually sat down and started to write it. Ever since then, I've just been slowly working at it. Wow. Was it something you um, wanted to to hold off until you made other films before or, or the projects? Yeah, definitely. You were in? Yeah. 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 Cause when I first started making movies, um, I think it was right about the time Spider-Man three came out. Which I'll throw out there, unpopular opinion. I love that movie. Really? <laughs> I absolutely love Spider-Man Three. Do you do like a, a fan edit or something to make it better, or you you like it all? <laughs> Not say the, the the only part in that entire movie that I'm just like, why is this in here? It's dancing scene. I'll even I'll even yeah. take him walking down the story or walking down the street doing the 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 hand guns, you know. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll still take that. The dancing scene was a little too much. Yeah. Also, I also thought it was a little, little weird to retcon uh, Uncle Ben's killer, but you know that's. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that's. I think a lot of franchises make that mistake with their universe. You know, they they make everything connected and they really minimize that universe. You know, there's not a lot of room for. It's like everything happened. You know, this this one person affected everything. You know. Um, yeah. It just kind of like, yeah, it is a letdown, um, but it was kind of cool way to introduce Sandman. Like, yeah, it had some great elements. Um, I think I thought the Green Goblin thing yeah. was rushed. I don't know. I saw that chrome Green Goblin helmet. And I was like, why didn't we go with that one? Why, why are we going with this uh, G.I. Joe yeah. helmet you got here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, regardless, uh, you know, I, I really loved the movie in 2007. And that's when I first started getting into filmmaking. And I remember I, I tried to, like, replicate some of the scenes in that movie. And, like, obviously, my VHS camcorder, it was awful. Um, <laughs> for years, I always wanted to do, like, a Spider-Man movie. But I just didn't have, you know, the, the technical know-how. I never had the, the cast for it, the resources and anything. Um, sure. So it really was something I kind of just sat on and waited till I was, you know, feeling pretty confident that I could actually pull it off. And 
you know, after doing some of my bigger projects the last few years that were really visual effects heavy, I finally felt like, okay, let me just see if I could actually try pulling off a Spider-Man movie with, you know, less than $300. Yeah, that's and, impressive. Uh, Super impressive. Yeah, the special effects are amazing. I saw some of your breakdowns, you. and I'm just like, how did he do this? Like the the thing I like a lot about your films is, um, it's like I love Des Moines. I love the landscape, you know, and the um, mm-hmm. you are able to incorporate that into your your cinematic world, you know, by adding fu- futuristic elements to it. And mm-hmm. uh, or making it like, you know, a suburb to New York, I guess, in a way or a sub city. I don't know how you would say that, um, mm-hmm. but you blended it so well. It's so crazy to see, you know, uh, just iconic Des Moines areas. And then all of a sudden it's New York City and it just it flows well. Like I, I'm not distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the, you're just able to Thank you. really put it. Yeah. Together. I wanted, yeah. I, one thing I knew I wanted to do was not erase you know, some of the architecture from Hawaii because it does have a lot of really beautiful skyscrapers, the few that there are. Sure, um, yeah. So I, I, thought, I thought it'd be cool to keep that in there and, you know, just for the, the Iowa people that see from the fall. It's uh, more representation I think we've gotten uh, in a long time. Only film I can think back that shot downtown was, uh, was it the Puppet Master? Not Puppet Master, Body Snatchers. I don't know if you remember that, Steve or Mitch, early 90s. We had a, it was a big deal. We had, I think Donald Sutherland was here and, or at, oh, at least. Oh, I filmed the Des Moines? Yeah, yeah, they filmed some of it. Yeah, I, I never saw the oh, movie, wow. but I know they did film in Des Moines. And uh, of course, Des Moines probably didn't get credit for being Des Moines. It was probably Nebraska right. or something, but <laughs> you know, it's always something oh, else. Wow. But I didn't know that. I, I need to as well. And I can't, I think it was. Yeah, I, can't, I wish I could remember the film, but yeah, I would uh, definitely you could probably YouTube some clips from Des Moines, you know, uh, the shots. And mm-hmm. Maybe you did get credit. I'm not sure. But uh, when you were setting out to do this film, what were some of the locations you had in mind to scout right away? And, and what locations did you end up scouting for? I actually didn't really do as much scouting as I wanted. For, for, for whatever reason, I never really made it downtown that much. To sure. Go and Honestly, what really happened was when we shot those city scenes, uh, Lake and Mims, who plays Miles Morales, come down from, or yeah, come down from Cedar Falls. And then we just kind of went out there, walked around, and then from there, just kind of figured out what worked. I had some general ideas, like, I don't know what the area is called, but it's um, in the movie, it's kind of like under a bridge. It's where the spider sense. I knew I for sure wanted that spot because I love that little, uh, the, the highway bridge that goes over it. So like Fong's alleyway, whatever, was that like a casual, like, yeah, that'd be really cool. Do you, you note that in a, in a book or do you just remember it and hopefully you'll recall it when you need to? Uh, yeah. What I usually will do, if possible, is I'll hop on Google Maps and just kind of take a screenshot from a... Oh, that's cool. I don't know what they call it, but there's like that mode where you can like go down to the street level and it's like a 3D landscape. Yep. I basically would use that and it would kind of help me get an idea of how things like are and how I'd want to shoot it. Sure. Um, snap a picture of that. And then I just have like a little Google doc catalog of just uh, locations and whatnot. Oh, that's cool. Was it hard to shoot downtown or anywhere with the, the costume? Like would people say anything? I know we live in a more of a heavy nerd culture now. So a lot of people wear that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I just yeah. curious. <laughs> I just curious if you ever had to like stop shooting because people are like, hey, what what's going on? And, da, 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 and how do you handle that? 
I actually didn't run into any of it on um, while we were filming out that the the city stuff because it was super cold. Uh, oh, was it? That many people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The alleyway was actually like deadly freezing. Like I'm surprised uh-huh. that footage looks even showable because I was just honestly like rushing through it so fast because Lakin and I were like so freezing. I didn't have any gloves because oh. I needed to work the camera. So my fingers were just dying. So we didn't have to deal too many people. I shot an announcement video saying that I was going to make this movie late 2018, I think. It was weird. Some dude at a restaurant came out while we were filming that. He's just like, oh, you guys filming something good? Blah, blah, blah. I I don't don't want to say it was racially motivated, but it was just me and Lakin, and this guy was a biker, so I don't know. Oh, no. It was was a little weird, but uh, usually people are really cool. I was a really nice place when it comes to filming because people a just don't think movies are made here so when they see it they're usually like really like whoa can i be in it you know and they're really helpful sure um, yeah not 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 too many issues it was pretty pretty smooth sailing in miles that's great how, how long did it take to make the the whole film um we started filming in august and then we kind of just like sporadically shot until december uh some you know like sometimes it'd be like weeks in between filming just because you know, people get busy and sure whatnot. Uh, so yeah, I'd say about August to December was filming. And then from then to release was just editing. And what were production obstacles to, to get over, you know, uh, and I know it's probably common with filmmaking things, things change, things come up. You're just saying about scheduling and like, were there a mm-hmm. lot, were there a lot of reshoots or do you tend to just shoot everything? So it's all covered. Um, there's always some reshoots just cause you know, you'll, you'll put the edits together and you're like, oh, I think if I had a close up here, that actually would help get the point across more. Stuff like that always comes up. Like in the intro scene, when you see uh, Electro destroying the city and whatnot, I have a scene that's kind of like a, a medium shot where it zooms in on just him, you know, floating in the sky and you see a big lightning bolt behind him. I literally did that shot, I think, like four or five days before the movie came out. Like it originally what? wasn't in it at all. Oh, and, the whole re- and the whole reason I put it in is because. I put out the trailer and it was like, Oh, that was awesome. And I asked my girlfriend, I was like, Hey, did you see that guy like floating above the building? He's like, no. And I was oh. like, Oh God. If no, I was like, if no one saw that, you know, <laughs> when you see Spider-Man run in there and like drop kick someone, you're gonna be like, what the heck was that? You're like, I gotta no go. Idea. I gotta go. You, uh, you like dress into Spider-Man and wing into the editing bay and get to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh so my. Stuff like that always happens. That's crazy. I would, man, that is nuts. That's so, that's so crazy how you can, but yeah, like you have the expertise with the special effects. So it's, I'm sure for a beginner, it'd be like, yeah, I'm going to need a year or two for this. Uh, <laughs> delay yeah, like the at, film. At that, yeah. Like at that point I was pretty much like a visual effects maker on steroids, you know, doing it so much <laughs> yeah. to where I, I just hopped on it easy. Wow. Um, but you know, during filming, it was actually a pretty smooth. The only, I think, obstacle we really had was every time we shot in the warehouse stuff was always moved around or looked completely different you know oh, which is fair it's a, yeah, it's sure. a business it's not a movie set you know <laughs> right it's like some days we some days would show up and it'd be like oh we gotta, we gotta do some decorating before we can do anything <laughs> get the uh, forklifts out and pallet jacks <laughs> exactly yeah. was that shot in cedar falls then or yeah those uh shot at christy door company which is, I believe, my 
cousin's business. It's oh, some nice. family member that, yeah, it's some family member that's more close with my grandpa. He kind of set it all up for me. Nice. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Does it does help to know people, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wondered, like, yeah, if I wanted to shoot something around here, like, you just be like, hey guys, um, <laughs> see how long it took them <laughs> to escort me off the premises. That's cool, yeah. though. Yeah, it's so it uh, was a lot of um, like how much green screen was used. Are you able to share that? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm sure. Yeah. Top of my head. Well, it's amazing because um, I some of it I can't tell. I really can't. And even though I could tell it, it it pulls, you know, it pulls off and it looks great. And it's just so amazing how many things uh, you can do with that technology. And thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to drop the breakdown of all the visual effects I did for Miles, because I don't think people know just how much was done. Some things that you wouldn't even think are visual effects. Sure. Uh, like we're visual effects. Um, like for example, I'll spoil one. There's like a quick shot. It's only like two seconds in the bedroom. And uh, you can see it like a childhood picture of Miles with his friend Genki from the comics. He's, uh, you you kind of saw him in Homecoming, although they didn't call him Genki, but he's kind of this overweight Asian kid. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Originally in that shot, in the photo I used, uh, Lakin, the guy who plays Miles, is actually just standing next to a white kid <laughs> with blonde hair. Whoa. And so I actually went in and made the the, the person Asian just a bit kind of more within miles. Ow. So there's a lot of little stuff like that, that no one will ever think of. Sure. Sure. And you cameoed yourself too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I show up in the spider sense scene. I'm holding the basketball, which, yeah, which I'm sure everyone who actually knows me enjoys that because they know I'm not athletic at all. (laughs) (laughs) So you're also acting. That's great. So yeah, exactly. It's the power of acting. I can look like a basketball player. I, I just I love how you set up shots too. Like you had the GameCube controller. You had that uh, nice tribute to Stan Lee. That was cool. Do you have uh, like assistance with that, or is it all like on you, pretty much? It's all on me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I probably shouldn't in a in a perfect world. I'd have maybe a team, but for, for now, I gotta. But I mean, it's I done. It's done well. So it's just, uh, I, it's a lot of uh, dedication. And did you design the costume? Did you come up with the idea? Because it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a comics inspired look, right? To like the beginnings of Spider Man. Like I know Homecoming, he had that suit at the end, and it's, it's very mm-hmm. effective and creative. And I really dug the, the color adjustments to Miles. You know, the, the red and the black. Uh, was that your idea, or did you collaborate with anybody? Yeah, I worked with my sister to come up uh, with the costume. And what we ended up doing was kind of, uh, I guess, a little bit of a blend um, of a couple things. Uh, the base design was a lot. Uh, it took a lot of inspiration from the homemade suit that you see in the MCU movies. Just because I kind of like the, I don't know, it just had this very low-budget, street-level feel to it. Right. Um, that I really loved. Um, but then I also really liked looking at the... Uh, homemade suit that Peter wears in the wrestling ring when he fights. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Randy, Randy Savage. Yeah. I, I kind of like to have on these like athletic track pants yeah. and all that. Um, so I kind of want to just take an influence from all of those to create miles. Oh, it's fantastic. I love that. So cool. In all honesty, uh, this movie could not have come out at a better time. Um, you know, it's, uh, 
that whole animated uh, movie that came out. Um, God, it's on Netflix right now. Into the Spider Verse. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that stirred a lot of uh, Miles Morales fans, um, obviously out there. So I've seen uh, this this film that you made uh, hit some of the big circles online too. You know, um, comicbook.com, right? And um, the AV Club. Yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so I mean, it's just it's it's been amazing to watch the whole journey and and how you, and I know Josh already touched on this, but uh, how how well you made. Des Moines look like a bigger city than what it is is beyond me. So <laughs> you've definitely got some kudos there. So good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I I love watching. I, I think I've seen it. I don't know five or six times already. And you know, every time I do, you know, oh, it's got two thousand views on YouTube. Oh, it's got holy shit, twenty one thousand. You're at fifty three thousand views today. It's um, amazing, and yeah. it's amazing, and you got a ton of comments, and and you know, but everyone knows that YouTube commenters are basically it, it's there's a level of hell that's just dedicated to minions <laughs> typing things on YouTube, um, but but the comments are so overwhelmingly positive. I mean, you know, I can't yeah. count how many I, I've seen people say they removed the tears on this particular part or whatever, and it was just. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's really cool, you know, and you get kudos like um, accolades that, that use the words legit, dope, and sick, you know? <laughs> all from but, Steve. All from me, right. But, I mean, you know, in, in all seriousness, no, I mean, you've got to be really happy with the, um, with the, you know, with the, um, I guess, reception. Oh, definitely. I mean, like I myself am a Spider-Man fan, so I know that we're a, a very toxic bunch. I mean, I talk crap about Spider-Man movies. Right. You know, so it comes from the territory. I'll, I'll definitely say it was a relief to see that the like to dislike ratio wasn't 50-50. <laughs> a lot more, yeah. a lot more likes. Uh, and it definitely feels good. And I'm just glad to, you know, put something out there for the fans and for the fandom because, you know, I myself am a fan of Spider-Man. And so it's just kind of cool to let my take live on as its own thing. The bigger question, and maybe Josh is going to ask this towards the end, um, is there a plan for another movie in the mm. world? Franchise. <laughs> <laughs> um, all I'll say for now, and I'm only doing this because, you know, with COVID and everything, I don't want to say anything. And then, you know, we go into lockdown and then I can't even make anything for a long time. You know, I'll say when I went into making this, I definitely um, – have more ideas for it and i think the film itself kind of i feel like it kind of gives you the impression like yeah there's there's a lot more story going on here than what's going on you know behind the scenes and everything so it's 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 definitely something we'll we'll have to see in the future (laughs) i look forward to that to go back a little bit what was that feeling the minute you clicked upload of your film what was it just like a big relief or were you still like well, while it's uploading, maybe I can change something else. Uh, you know, is it hard to just stop, you know, and be like, all right, it's done. It's extremely hard. And I'm, and I'm not saying this to try and sound like a tough guy. I'm just not like an overly emotional person, but like, I just, I'm not a crier. Like I don't really cry. Sure. But for some reason, the minute it was out there in the world, like I almost started crying. Like, it was the weirdest thing that's never happened before. I think, it, I think it was a mix of like, you know, this massive project I've worked on, it's done. And then also I think just like reflecting on just like the journey to 
you know, finishing this thing just really kind of dawned on me. Like I had a dog die, like, and like while making this movie, like it was just such a big journey oh, yeah. to see, to see that it was finally over. I was, this will sound super nerdy and you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This will sound super nerdy and, but take it in the context of like, I guess a good way and not in the context of the movie. But literally the first thing I did after I hit upload is I watched Infinity War and I just watched the ending scene where Thanos is just in his little, uh, he's on that planet after wiping out the, the earth, or yeah. not the earth, the universe. And uh, it's just that nice sunset. He just sits there and he just has a nice smile. And I just watched that and I was just like, yeah, I did it. I can, <laughs> I can sleep now. <laughs> For the first time in years, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, like I love Spider-Man, but it has been on my mind twenty four seven for right. every year. Right. And so to <laughs> so to finally just know I could relax. I was just like I just couldn't take it. I, I bet. I mean, you probably can't even calculate, or maybe you have the all the hours it took to make this film. I'm sure it's just impossible. It's yeah, gotta... I stopped counting after a while. <laughs> <laughs> and did uh, did Steve take the opportunity and film a behind the scenes documentary we can look forward to? <laughs> just kidding. It's like I bottles definitely. being thrown. <laughs> get out! Get out! <laughs> we'll make something up. No, yeah. but uh, and your your uh, your movie inspired that uh, expansion game. That's pretty exciting. For oh the man! PS4. <laughs> what timing? <laughs> did they call you? Or did you call them? <laughs> that was so crazy, though. That was like. Was it like a week after, maybe, or was it more? It just I felt like two weeks. It just felt like it all yeah. at once, like boom, like, like did he know this? What's going on? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't ask for a better uh, marketing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, hey, check out this game. And by the way, I made this film, so check that out too. And uh, uh-huh. we could say it inspired it. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> But that's really that is super cool though. Like when that dropped, I was just like, "Oh my god, that's so cool for so many people." Like, and even mm-hmm. if it's not, I think it's just an expansion. It's not an entire game, but still, that's really freaking yeah. cool. And yeah, I know you just said you were Spider Man was on your mind, like, uh, and then this drops. Like, did you have any? Were you still tired? Like, oh, that's cool. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm still taking a minute away from Spider Man. <laughs> I was more so just like, dang, I wish this came out earlier because they had some really cool shots in it. I oh, would right. like to rip off. <laughs> awesome. I guess I'll just wait for the sequel if I end up getting around to it. There you go. There you go. Do you, you kind of, do you kind of, well, I don't want you to give anything away, I guess, but is, is there, like when you were finished with this, is, is there more stories in your mind? I mean, the first one, I already had an idea. Just because, like, you know, when you're killing Spider Man, you kind of have to think of how exactly you know events lead up for that to make sense right um even though in the short film you don't really have any context you're just like oh new york is all on fire like what's happening but i know it happened uh <laughs> you know so right um it'll, it'll be cool to you know kind of show what, what exactly led to what um you see in miles well yeah hopefully uh toby will call you and uh you'll put him in your <laughs> film that is so cool, though, how you're able to, you know, that's so, I mean, it's not really removed, but it is, it's, it was a long time ago, his his trilogy, if you will, and it's mm-hmm. really cool how you love that trilogy so much, rightfully so, 
and you take your Miles Morales and you decide, hey, I'm putting him in this universe. He's not going to be in the MCU. You know, stop calling me Disney. I'm going back to to Fox here. And uh, I think that's who put it out. No, that's not. I'm sorry. Columbia, I think. Anyway, I'm I'm geeking out myself. But anyway, I just think that's really cool how you're able to like that'd be like, you know, if um, if anyone wanted to make a Robin film and put him in a Keaton verse, you know, you know, something like that. That is really cool, and I don't know if uh, there's been rumors that they're possibly going to try and do a Spider-Verse live action. The possibilities of, you know, now we got Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tobey Maguire will put it back on. Like, it's just really cool times. It's just like, you know, all these all these multiverses, and it's just everything's acceptable, you know what I mean? Anymore, it's I don't think no longer a new character or a different a variation of a character should should you know make people upset it's like it's all possible and look in the mm-hmm. comics you know look in the co- steve would know right steve yeah i think it's really cool too um is that like fans now like myself have the power to kind of you know go out and make these stories that you otherwise mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have seen like i don't know if you know sony ever would have done a miles morales in the Rain series you know sure but, as a fan, you know, we actually can kind of the ability to do that. And you see that with, you know, Star Wars, some of the fans of that are making fan films that people oh, yeah. like more than what Disney has done. Right. It's crazy. It's like, call those people <laughs> up. Come on. And they won't even ask mm-hmm. for that much money. Probably they'll just do it because they yeah. love to do it. That's I think exactly. that's what's missing in a lot of these new franchises. You know, they're being run too much by business types and not like actual fans to start with. So, you know, fans, I think, yeah. have an idea what people want and what people haven't seen yet. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a big problem. And I know it's all about money, but I think once you Mm -hmm. start listening to people like, for instance, John, John Favreau is a big fan of um, Star Wars and look what he's done with the Mandalorian. Like that's uh, I I think that's more loved than the the latest trilogy, you know? Um, Yeah, I'd probably have to say so. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just it's cool. We we live in times where anything's possible. You know, like I, I once thought. I couldn't tell my stories, you know, because I, you know, I gave up, you know, but now it's like there's technology out there. It'll take me time to learn it. But I'm just curious um, because I know filming digitally, you you can film all you want. Right. Um, When you were beginning your filmmaking. Well, you kind of did say this. uh, You were dealing with film, correct? Actual film. And when I first started uh, doing movies, it was VHS tape that I worked with. Gotcha. And then how did you insert effects in and all, or did you do any of that? Did you just film it from the camera? Yeah. Yeah. Back in those days, I couldn't even plug the camera into a computer. Like that just right. sounded like such a, a crazy innovative <laughs> idea to me. It's like, and Oh, that's the future, like, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was so crazy. <laughs> I just, yeah. It's just so crazy how, you know, if you wanted to film everything and you have to like cut the film and splice it together. I just, I can't imagine. I, I think we, we're so lucky with all the tech we have now, you know, mm-hmm. even though there's hiccups with it, like what happened before we started recording, you know, I think I threw my phone into the street <laughs> and that did it. So, but I, I know you said, uh, you, know, you talked about, uh, you know, waiting for a while and everything. And I know they've been going around the world. It's hard to kind of jump out there, but non Spider-Man project, you got anything else in the hopper that you're thinking about? No, right now I'm just kind of on a little bit of a vac- vacation. I'm trying not to think much about movies right now or any movie ideas um, <laughs> but i do not want to come back i do want to start to do you know some stuff i've already done like some visual effects stuff uh you know action sci-fi type things but i also want to kind of branch out some other genres just because 
you know, I love visual effects. I love filming people getting punched in the face. It's awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, I do also love traumas like, and stuff where there's not explosions, or, you know? And so I kind of want to get a little bit out of the, the visual effects box. I feel like I've kind of put myself into and just kind of show like, Hey, here's some other stuff. Sure. I'll also do. Right. Um, I don't know what that is yet, but I know that's something I kind of want to do, you know, when I start getting back into filming and whatnot. I see. And I think that's smart because, you know, you're, you're really building an amazing resume, you know, um, yeah, it's from, fantastic. you know, some very like Spaceman, Flava, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, you know, I mean, you're just really putting yourself, uh, you know, a real nice clip reel together on, on, on what your abilities look like. And it's, uh, that's impressive. So that's, that's good thinking. Well done. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. You represent Iowa well and for your future goals, just, you know, fantasy if it's to you, but, you picture yourself staying in Iowa making films or do you ever want to hit the big Hollywood scene? <laughs> I've always, I've always had a mindset that I don't need Hollywood. They need me. Yeah. You know? there you so go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there and beg for work because right. I can clearly just make a Spider-Man movie here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so if they, if they need me, the line's open, but you know, until then I'm kind of, I'm just happy where I'm at now. You know, Absolutely. My family's here. Sure. Friends are here. So I'm just, I'm not really in any rush. I, I love your answer to that. Cause I, yeah, like with the technology, you can, you can make this stuff anywhere and yeah, have them come to you. That's what I say. Definitely for, for sure. Thank you so much for taking the time and answering our questions. And yeah, this has been really exciting and we'll have to have you on, uh, just to, just to geek out again. Now, when you yeah. said, <laughs> when you said you're taking a vacation, are you, are you kind of trying not to watch much either? Just kind of have some alone time with your, with your mind and read a book or something? Uh, or? No, I actually have like a big pile of movies that I've just been waiting <laughs> to watch once I finish miles. So sure, I'm really sure. excited to jump into it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Well, yeah. Could you please, for all the listeners, um, plug your Lost Utopia films? Yeah. YouTube is the place to go. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Facebook, and for Miles specifically, we're on Instagram at Miles Spider-Man Fan Film, and on Facebook at Miles Fan Film. Excellent. Excellent. One question just came to mind, and this is like a hot spot question, but Mm-hmm. Whenever they decide to, if they don't decide to go with your miles, let's say, and they're going to, you know, MC is going to cast their own. Who do you picture mm-hmm. to play that part? That's a good question. I know I should have prepped you for that. Shouldn't I? <laughs> no, that's not good. I've, I've just been thinking about that myself. Like who could I picture, you know, currently, I think honestly, you'd probably have to go, or at least I'd probably go unknown. Just cause oh, I find sometimes with some superheroes, if the person you have casting in it is too big, like, say you did Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I would see Donald Glover more than I'd see just a character, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I got you. So if it was in my hands, I'd probably just go unknown. Yeah, I don't know who I'd choose. Can't I know, it's, it's tough. Mitch, Steve, do you guys have any ideas? I like the uh, the unknown idea. I think it's uh, – and it, he's absolutely right because you get somebody like – for example, say Leo uh, DiCaprio was going to be Spider-Man with uh, – uh, a previous script i mean you already knew him in titanic i mean what would be your basis point to believe that he's a shy guy after seeing a lot of films that he's in? i mean it just doesn't right. play well right? right so if you if you go the unknown route then of course you've got a whole bunch 
that you can just, you know, as long as he's got the ability to play what the director's wanting, mm-hmm. then it's it's limitless. I mean, it's just you can mold him, and then everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. That's, that's who sure. I'm talking about. And then everybody knows. It's not, oh, well, he, he played in this movie, and now he's coming over here, and, well, you know. Well, and then you got to worry about their schedules because the bigger the actor, it's like the longer you have to wait <laughs> right, for your, right. your other films. And before you know it, the kid's like 30 years old playing a high schooler and which has been done. Well, so I guess they could it's see. Also, that. It's also harder from a standpoint of if the film does well, um, you know, it, not to say that he doesn't deserve more money, but a lot of politics get into play mm-hmm. when it comes time for the second movie to be made. Mm-hmm. Because then you're talking about a possible trilogy and, you know, where's his mindset at? Is he now overinflated with his ego because, you know, he's got this impressive resume as well. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Teenage it's angst. Yeah. Multiplied right. by 100. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's probably right. why they sign most of them to multiple picture deals, even if they don't have an intention of making them. You know, it's just to cover their end. But I think there's ways around that. What about you, Steve? Any ideas? You know, not really. I, I tend to agree with the unknown factor, and it, it's a very slippery slope, you know, and it's very it's tough for actors that are either in the middle of establishing themselves or have already established themselves that they want a part. Sometimes, even for those successful actors, it's harder for them to get maybe some parts they want because of that mentality. That, right. You know, there's the assumption that they're going to either A, need too much money, or you know, do X, Y, or Z, but it's a, uh, it is a slippery slope. I got a feel for actors and actresses that, that get involved in that because it's, uh, it's tough, you know, but I, I, I agree. I think an unknown would be better, sure. uh, you know, Donald Glover and, and Terrell's right. You know, you see Donald Glover and you think of, of multiple things that he's done in the past. Right. That's not Donald Glover's fault. No, you know, um, he's just too damn talented. And, you know, right now, maybe at this point, he's a little too old for the role. But, True. You know, I, yeah, I think an unknown is probably the right way to go. Yeah. Well, and if you look back, everybody was unknown. Like Christopher Reeve, that was his first film, I believe, Superman. And so, you know, a lot of people go, well, we need a Christopher Reeve. Like, well, Christopher Reeve wasn't even Christopher Reeve yet. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I agree with the unknown thing. I think that's smarter and fans can get more material out of it before the person gets too big and you got to wait what 10, 10 years for a film, you know, like Daniel, Daniel Craig's bond films. You got to wait, you know, cause he's so damn talented outside of bond, you know, <laughs> so there's yeah. problems, but well, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure um, after this comes out, I'm sure they'll have uh, breaking news. Uh, so-and-so has been cast as miles Morales. <laughs> 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 Might as well. Hey, that's mm-hmm. that's a good way to tag this film along. Say, hey, yeah. check this out, exactly. too. Well, great. Well, thank you, Terrell, so much. Uh, you're very talented and always welcome on. And just, yeah, thank you for your uh, thank you for your input and your time. And yeah, it's been fun. I, I could talk for hours and uh, hours. So, but yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's 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 very nice to talk about it. I've just had all this in my head for a long time. So it's nice to actually kind of. I bet into some of the stories behind it and all that. I bet. Uh, I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. That's the end goal, right? It's just to sit back casually and be like, yep, I did it. And, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. It's, uh, quite an accomplishment. Well, guys, uh, anything else, uh, Mitch, Steve, you want to say before we go? Nope. Nope. I don't, but just congratulations again. That's, uh, that's one heck of a movie. Thank you. 
Fantastic. Well, we will be back. I'm Josh. And I'm Mitch. I'm Steve. And I'm Terrell. Haha, you're going to be back, Terrell. I'm kidding. Got you. (laughs) (laughs) He's coming back, guys. All right. Take care, everyone. See you again. Take it easy.